0: Visit chrissawyer.anny-mac.com. Email him at csawyer at any maccom or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, MLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. lo Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender Broker Number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details.
1: Hello and welcome everybody. This is the uh, Following Flames podcast, episode four. I'm Robbie McCluskey, joined as always by the wonderful Joe Aguire, the man at the helm of almost every episode. Uh Joe, how are you doing today? Uh doing all right. It's it was it was a crazy, weirdo kind of weekend, but uh I enjoyed it. Yep, crazy weekend uh indeed. We usually record on Fridays. Today we're actually Recording following the weekend, uh, just so everybody knows this is following the weekend of the Roe v. Wade overturned decision at the Supreme Court, uh, which we will talk about. um, But the reason why we're not recording on the usual day is because I ran into an issue this past uh, week where I just for a little bit of background information. I mentioned previously, I've got a disability and that affects uh, mobility. It also affects a lot of like muscle tightness and stuff. So I got myself a massaging tool. Uh, If anyone's heard of the Sew Right, it's like a psoas stretcher massager thing. Actually, let me. What is it supposed to do? It's so. This is what it looks like. This isn't a Sew Right. The reason why I got this one is because it was uh, the Sew Right is like $80. So I was essentially waiting for myself to find either like a cheap knockoff, which I'm not sure is even legal. Cause I thought they had a, like a patent or something, but I found one, so I bought it. Um, and it's, you're supposed to essentially like put your weight on it, uh, to for it to either get rid of knots or stretch your psoas, which is a, a an important muscle that starts around your lower back and stretches around to your kind of hip area and like, With a lot of hip strength. So I did that. And uh, an issue with my disability is that there is a severe lack of sensation for me in that area. So I'd never really understood when I was going too far with it. And I was like, oh, I don't really feel it. So let me just put more weight on it. And then the next day, I was just like covered in bruises and just like some of the worst bruises you've ever seen. On, uh, uh, On top of that, I also, have uh hemophilia which is like a a bleeding disorder a lot of people might not know what it is essentially the way i explain it is uh the clotting process in your body like if you get a cut your blood clots and then it stops the bleeding hemophilia essentially to put it uh in ways that five-year-olds will understand if you picture a row of dominoes and each domino is a clotting factor so uh When the dominoes start to fall, each one progresses to the next one, and that's the clotting process. So if you've got all your dominoes, then you can start the clotting process, and it'll get to the end of it without a problem, like most people can. With hemophilia, essentially, one of those, uh, depending on the type of hemophilia, you have one of those dominoes isn't always present. So a lot of the time, the clotting process can't complete. So uh, and I, a lot of the time, find that out (laughs) far later than I should. Uh, in this case, uh, I just like stretched it and I felt great immediately after I was like, oh yeah, I feel loose. And the next day I woke up and like, oh yeah, I still feel loose, but look at all this bleeding that's going on. Oh my um, God. So that was a little bit, uh, it's something that I'm like completely familiar with. I actually, a lot of the time don't address any like injuries or stuff that I have. Cause I'm like, eh, you know, this one, this one's not too bad. Whereas other people are like, Uh, I've never, like, it looks like you got hit by a car and I'm like, yeah, but I've been hit by a car before. Um, so it's like, it it was just unconditionally painful, but like now that everything's healed, like obviously it was a painful weekend, but I still feel loose. So I guess it did technically do what it was supposed to do. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it, it was, it was, it was almost like they left out a couple steps in between. Or a couple of things that happened, so that's why we're off on a, a little uh, on a weird schedule today. But uh, I mean, I'd still recommend it. Uh, I feel loose,
0: but you know. If I was gonna complain about anything last night, while I was playing in a wiffle ball game, I slid on some artificial turf, and I have pretty nasty burn on
1: my left shin. Ooh, yeah. That's the way, like, so, like, the and that stuff's extra slippery too. Yeah. If there's any moisture on it, it's kind of like slip and slidey. My bad for, I mean, I wore shorts and the
0: funny thing is, is that same shin just healed up from when I did it a few weeks ago
1: for wiffle ball. Yep. Well, it, it, depending on who you play with, it can be full contact or just a regular, a regular soft sport. So anything can happen. Yeah. See, I don't believe
0: in soft sports. That's why I, I go balls to the walls, balls,
1: to, wiffle balls to the walls, <laughs> wiffle balls to the <laughs> wiffle walls. Yeah, uh but man, if you get pegged by a wiffle ball, I remember like we, uh, my, I used to play with my buddies in wiffle ball, and they, the strongest guy would always be pitching and. I mean, we were all buds, but every now and then he just whip you with the wiffle ball and it's like getting smacked with like a wet noodle or something. It hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not, it's not end, end of the world pain, but it's like. The lead I play in, there are
0: multiple guys who throw over 70 miles an hour. One guy hits around 80. And as you can imagine, they, their aim is not always great. You Mm -hmm. definitely get, you get hit a lot. Um, And it does hurt in the moment. Again, not to sound like a bitch considering your weekend,
1: but well, I'm just I'm a medical nightmare all around, which is why I have no I have no good relationships with any insurance company I've ever had. But um, yeah, you know, you, you don't have to say like, oh, I'm, uh I, I can handle the pain or whatever. Dude, wiffle balls getting hit with wiffle balls hurts. It's a big sting. Thank you for saying that my yeah. wife always laughs in my face when I'm like, Oh, I got hit in the elbow. Well, there's you the know? difference. There's a, there's a huge difference between like an injury that hurts for a very long time. And then there's things like closing a car door on your thumb, which like it's, it's that it's that super excruciating pain for a very short amount of time. So everyone's like, uh oh, tough it out. And then a minute later, you're like, fine. They're like, Oh, I thought you were crying, but, um, It's really just the wiffle balls, the the, the sharp pains, bee stings, stuff like that. Obviously, like it's not going to change your life or send you to the hospital unless you're like allergic to bee stings. But like it's 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 a sharp pain for a very little time and your mind's not into it. You don't have that time to adjust. Be like, okay, let me prep for this. That stuff hurts. And you are no less of a man for being in pain because of a wiffle, a wiffle ball injury. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you no, you might, you might
1: sound that. like less of a man based on the way that I just said it, but like that it, yeah. it all just comes, it comes down to marketing it. You just got to say, oh man, this was one of the, this was one of the biggest, most dense, heaviest wiffle balls you'll ever see, man. And it came at me like a speeding train in Japan, you know, like nothing holding the back, just floating through the air right on my bare skin. Then it sounds more intense, but if That's you're like, Manly yeah, right there. Yeah, it is. If you're like SpongeBob going to the hospital and they're like, I ran inside and slipped on an ice cube
0: and <laughs> yeah. got covered in
1: boo-boos, then yeah, you belong That's at Weenie through. Hut General. Yeah. Uh, General,
0: I forgot about that.
1: But yeah, so
0: I like SpongeBob. Thank you for the
1: SpongeBob reference. I'm chock full of SpongeBob references. That was that was my childhood. SpongeBob is. SpongeBob is one of those. T- SpongeBob, I think, is the closest thing to a modern day, uh, like Warner Brothers cartoon, because obviously those didn't age as well. But every kid is going to know who Bugs Bunny is. Every kid is going to know who like Daffy Duck. Um, maybe not so much Wile E. Coyote and Road Runner, but all those famous um, cartoons. SpongeBob's right up there now, and it's, oh, it's yeah. a more modern one. And they're still made I'm pretty sure they're still making new episodes, even though anything after season three wasn't really worth watching. Um, I always hated when they would like zoom in on Spongebob's face.
0: And oh, and life. get like the hyper detail. Ah, so weird. You know, yep. ruin it for me. Also, uh, there was a uh he when he took his driving test. I don't know if you remember this episode, and I'm only tell this because it was the first time where I was like, Oh, SpongeBob. Uh you remember the episode where he's tr- going to get his uh driver's license and him and the teacher are driving around and it doesn't go well.
1: And- there's there's like four episodes. Is this the one where he flies off of the, the edge of the cliff into a like a juice truck or is this like the original one which I believe was just called boating school where- Boating school, there we go. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah, where he just kept crashing into the lighthouse and Mrs. Puff kept yelling, SpongeBob, why?
0: Oh, my God. Yes, that's exactly the episode. You brought me right back there. But at the <laughs> end, he fails. And then he tells her he's signing up again and they're going to have to go through all that disaster again. And he says to her, Mrs. Puff, I'll see you next Tuesday. Yep. I mean, why was there a long weekend? Right? I'll see you Monday, teacher. No, no, no. No, a long one must have been Labor Day. See you next Tuesday, he said. And I was like, oh. I'm glad my kids don't understand
1: what that means. Well, back in the 90s, wasn't there like a an not an actual structured challenge, but a lot of. Cartoonists aimed to see how the far, how many adult references they could get away throw in. I mean, Rocco's Modern Life, if you remember that, was notorious for that. Like there was an episode where they, he has to get a different job or something, and it it cuts to him out like out, a view outside of his home, and you just hear, "Oh baby, oh baby." Oh, baby, right there. And then it cuts in and he's just on the phone. And that's pretty much like the end of the scene. But they suddenly imply that he's like a phone sex worker. And he ends up being on the phone with his neighbor. (laughs) So listen,
0: I like cartoons. Cartoons for kids should be cartoons for kids. And when you're talking about cartoons for adolescents you know, or teenagers or adults. That's something else. I, 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 again, just the first time I heard that on SpongeBob, it threw me because I thought my kids were watching a kid's cartoon.
1: Mm -hmm. I was also then aware I should pay attention because there's jokes for me here. Yeah, that's, and that's what makes a lot of good cartoons timeless that they can be for kids very clearly, but They also have adult references that parents aren't or like kids aren't going to understand until they're a lot older, but parents will understand. They'll be like, I know this might not be a good thing to have in a kid's show, but they did it smart. And this and no kid is going to understand what see you next Tuesday refers to or or like also in Rocco's modern life when they go to an amusement like a construction themed amusement park, you can ride the jackhammers and the sign that just says jack all you want. Um, some of them were obviously more on the nose than others, but like the Lego movies got a lot of adult references, uh, which is, I I also just love the Lego movie for the subtle humor in general, but a lot of, a lot of, a, a lot of good movies are ones that you can go to a theater with as an adult with kids and your kids will love it, but you'll also be actually very interested in it. Um, actually on that topic, that brings me to one thing that, uh, before we, uh, talk about something else that when I was, uh, that reminded me of a date, I went on to the movie theaters, uh, uh, to the movies with a girlfriend I had at one point, And we went to see how to train your dragon. And like in the middle of the, uh, movie, um, you know, we're in the back, uh, like, uh, or the theater. It's probably in like the, Second month of its showing so not a lot of people there, but like we're canoodling. No one else is in a row We're just there to essentially like find a uh, like a dark cold or dark quiet place to make out and she's like trying to kiss me and everything but i'm like man i'm really into this kid's movie actually like this is a good story so she's like kissing me but my eyes are like on the movie i'm like okay i don't want to miss this part but i like this is my girlfriend so i gotta make sure everything's going well and like i'm not ignoring her but man i really want to know what happens to toothless the dinosaur or toothless the dragon here and i'm like like kissing her like while i'm like watching this kid's movie i'm like oh man this is really awesome and then i'm like like at what you've got to be very careful with the movies that you select because if you're going there just as like a teenage hookup and then you get really interested in the movie i'm just like sorry like i get i get we're in a relationship and you want to like make out and stuff but look i'm really enjoying what dreamworks is putting in front of me so can you just hold off for another 45 minutes there there m'lady uh how'd that go over i wouldn't think well Oh, no, she didn't notice. I was I was very subtly. I was very subtly uh, playing playing both sides of the room. I was like, okay, watching it. And, you know, she was like she wasn't watching, but I I never got caught. I was just like. Pretty much I came out of that movie learning one thing, and it was I have to select better movies to not get attached to when I'm trying to spend time with someone. Cause I get yeah. really sucked into movies. I'm a big movie buff. So maybe it's just a dark path to go down for me in general. be like, Oh man, I really want to see how this plays out. I really want to see how, how this, this Nicholas cage movie is going to play out. So might not, might be a little, might be uh less <laughs> common, but I get sucked into movies a lot. So um, even terrible movies. Um, but, That's just that's just my personal experience. Make sure you're going to see a very crappy, obviously terrible movie if it's on a date, because then you can focus on each other more, especially if like no one else is in the theater. But uh, don't go to see something that's going to end up being the inspiration for like five sequels. Because, (laughs) yeah, then you're kind of screwed if you're like, ah, now I've got to now you've either got to pay to see the movie again. If you actually went there just to hang with your girlfriend or whatever, or your significant other. Um, and then it just doesn't work. Make sure you're going to, like, yeah, very crappy discount Nicolas Cage movie. Um, any Disney Star Wars movie, you can probably be guaranteed that that's not going to be all that great. But anything that you can buy on the sidewalk
0: in New York City in a five for 15 deal this is the kind yes. of movie you're
1: talking about. Any movie that started out as or that was originally intended to be straight to DVD or like a TV movie. And then the production company was like, eh, let's put it in theaters. Those are the kind of movies you want to go to because you yeah. know those are going to be bad. Like when they decide to put a lifetime movie in theaters for some reason, go to those. Um, Anything else? Uh, Probably not a good idea, especially because if it's if it's a good movie or well produced or just sequel worthy, you're either going to miss out on the date or you're going to miss out on the movie. And either way, I don't want to do either of those. So um, yeah, choose wisely Um, or just don't be addicted to movies like I am. Um, Don't be one of those people that gets sucked into a screen wherever you're at. Um, But yeah, that maybe yeah. maybe that's just something I need to grow into. I need to learn a little bit more about. You ever run into that? I mean, maybe not at a movie, but you ever like be on a date with someone and then you're like, "Oh man, something else seems really more interesting than what I'm doing right now." Sure. And I mean, as a married person, that's like that's the
0: battle of my life is to constantly have to pay attention to things when I'm doing something else. Mhm. Right? Uh Saturday night, I was watching UFC. And my wife came in and like the main event was starting and she's like, what are you watching? Can you turn that
1: off? Are are you streaming this uh, sub legally or no, no. are you actually doing the pay-per-view?
0: Uh, it was not a so it wasn't a pay per view, but I pay for the uh, ESPN, whatever.
1: Oh, okay, so month. it is a part of like a service
0: that you okay, it's part of a service, yeah. So, yeah, I pay like eight dollars a month, uh, for that, and Hulu and uh, Disney or whatever the bundle is. Uh, so it all works out, right? Um, but again, I'm she just assumes when she walks into the room that what I'm doing is over, you know. I play, um, I play a football game on my phone sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The game takes like the whole game five minutes. That's it. And I'll be in the middle of the game, and she'll come walking over to me and be like, you're going to keep playing that? It'll be done in like two and a half minutes. You know, as if nothing I'm doing has any importance to the to whatever is about
1: to happen you understand or what I'm that saying? everything has a pause button R- right right that was the, that was the that was the most irritating kind of fight that i could never win as a kid with my parents like trying to finish up a video game they're like five more minutes and i'm like okay i'll try to finish this extremely hard level in five minutes and i can't pause it or save it or else i'm gonna lose a lot of progress and then that five minutes comes up and i'm just like look mom I can't pause pissing halfway through. This is a very similar situation to me taking a piss. Like I'll be done pretty soon, but
0: would you agree that the number one most irritating thing on this planet is when you're doing something, probably something that you value or cherish or just really enjoy doing and somebody with zero regard and again this could be a parent a spouse a significant other it could be anybody it could be a friend or a neighbor you're in the middle of something and they're like drop it let's and you're like no like that never ever gets a good reaction ever to insist as yeah. somebody to like all right wrap that up uh i you know you're like i've been doing this for four hours wrap this up what? I don't I don't understand. Like that that's one of those things where like that will make me angry.
1: Yeah, unless it's like something that um I would have expected or was already on my schedule at which point I would say, "Okay, I'm going overtime on this." But if I'm doing something especially for like 4 hours and then if if I'm doing something at all for 4 hours, that's essentially what my day has become. So anything else that's like, okay, let's try, let's let's uh, or drop it, switch it up. Now you're also trying to redo my day, and I'm like, no, this is my day right now. If this wasn't planned, then like, I understand, but like, no, this is my day. This is what I'm doing, and the only reason like I, I empathize with that wholly because this entire past week I was uh, cleaning my car; it was an absolute mess. Um, uh, the reason for that was I drove by a, uh, uh, pristine 1993, uh, accurate Integra, like powder blue manual stick. Uh, I, I was driving home and I saw it and I was like, Oh man, maybe I could, maybe I could just trade in my car right now for that. And then I looked around and I was like, Nope, they wouldn't even touch this with a 10 foot pole. So I ended up going back and like for, for most of the week, I, like compressed air, like ten different cleaning chemicals, toothbrush in between all the cracks. Like I, I unbolted my freaking car seats just to vacuum underneath them. I found like seven lighters that hadn't been used up. It was great. Oh, um, good for you. But anyone, just like middle of the day, if anyone came to me, it's like, hey, hey, I need you to do something. It's like, no, can't you can't you see I'm trying to afford a '93 Acura right now when I'm just scrubbing down my Prius? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. But that's okay on that, side, That's that was a motivation to for me to keep my uh car clean regularly because uh, I, I personally have a really big problem with like getting motivated. It, if I can tackle something, um, when I'm motivated to do it, it's almost like my uh, efficiency and effectiveness goes up so much, but um. I was thinking about this yesterday when I finished up cleaning my car. Actually, I'm still working on my floor mats, Um, but um, I was cleaning it up and I was like, man. I've wanted to clean my car for the past like two months, and the only reason I ended up doing it was because I passed a car that I would have impulsively traded this car in for. And it was too dirty for me to do that. So I was like, "Okay, now I'm going to have my car clean all the time. I'm going to keep it nice because I never know when I'm going to see a car on the side of the road and be like, I've got this asset right here that I could trade for that asset and it's clean. So they'll be like, oh, this guy takes good care of his car, that kind of thing. But another situation where I ran into something similar as far as like getting motivated was um, uh, growing up, uh, I was never really good about um, like taking care of my teeth. Uh, well, I mean, like not, I, I brush my teeth, but my parents would always like remind me. And then a couple of years ago, uh, maybe a year or two or yeah, a couple of years ago, Steve O from Jackass posted a, a video on his YouTube channel talking about um, how he didn't take care of his teeth and uh, how it, like if you've seen Steve O's mouthwork, he's essentially had like all of every single one of his teeth filed down and veneered. So his teeth look good now, but he's always had really crappy teeth or just, just problems with the teeth probably because of drug use and everything. But he's also, he he was like, yeah, I never really flossed. So I always had really like bad teeth in between my teeth and everyone would like comment on how bad my breath smells. And literally like, it must've been like 20, I must've been 25 at the time, 25 years of my life went by and no doctor or parent or, um, Uh, dentist was ever able to get me to floss but a seven minute video posted by steve-o from jackass got me to be one of the biggest like dental hygiene advocates in my life and i i floss now and it's all it's just like finding the right timing and seeing the right thing to motivate me and then it's just it's pretty much a like a switch in my brain to be like okay now i'm gonna clean my car as much as i possibly can or not overboard but like keep it clean uh tidy you know uh uh just handle things properly uh same with my teeth. Like I'm very good with my dental hygiene now. And it all came after just years of nothing working on me. And then I was just in the right mindset and got hit by like a video or the opportunity to potentially trade in my car. And I'm like, you know what? Now I see what's deterring me from doing something. That's, that's the motivation. And a lot of the time it ends up just be being like, it ends up being me wanting to get something or needing money for something. And then I'm like, there's the motivation. Um, But I don't know. I rarely
0: floss. I floss if there's something stuck in my teeth. And then Mm -hmm. when I go for my six-month checkups with my dentist, two weeks out every day, I go to town flossing. And those people are convinced I floss all the time. (laughs) It's a scam is what I'm telling people. You know? What, flossing or you saying that you floss? Uh, well, I, I'm lying because I don't, you know, I mostly don't floss. I really, I really do like two weeks before my appointment. I really just go to town and they can't seem to tell the difference.
1: Well, I would think they're not really the ones trying to tell the difference. when if, I mean, I, I've, I would assume floss. Well, I get a lot of good stuff out of my teeth. When I floss, so I do it a little bit more often nowadays, but I also have those uh, like not the, the like floss that you friggin strangle your fingertips with, just those little like flosser things that are going to kill the environment because they're like 30 times more plastic. For oh, yeah,
0: yeah, the plastic like,
1: thing with the little, a, a yeah, little inch the of floss around. on it, yeah. Um, and those make it a little bit easier and just shred my gums, and then my gums are actually like stronger now, so they don't bleed like crazy anymore, but um. Yeah. Uh, I Meanwhile, didn't... there's a dolphin swimming around and it's like stuck in his eye. Well, it's not my fault. The dolphin doesn't know how to floss. He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> He's...
0: Dolphins are smart.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know. I know dolphins are smart, but they don't know how to floss, though. Do they have smart. to floss? They have teeth. Yeah. But then again, they're not like. I mean the main reason a lot of humans have to take more care of their teeth is because of the sugar in their diets because we eat a lot more sugar than everything else on earth. Like sugar is pretty much the main problem with uh with like dental uh, issues. Dude, pretty much it's like uh drugs or
0: soda that is going to rot your teeth out of your mouth. Yeah.
1: And I try to avoid soda. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ha, 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 nice. Yeah,
1: no, but, uh, yeah, I'm also not doing meth, so my teeth tend to stay a little bit better than others. Um, yeah, stay off the meth if you want your teeth to be, you know, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually what my dentist says. He stopped saying floss. He just said, stop meth. Yeah. Could you imagine but... if you went to a dentist, they didn't ask if you floss, but they were like, are you smoking meth? Are you on crystal? All right. You probably don't want to do that. Also, there's this thing called flossing. We don't have to talk about it, but you might want to look into it, Uh, but yeah, cut out the meth. Um, but yeah, little things like that always got me, um, able to make positive changes in my life, which I guess is not so uncommon because a lot of the time we have information readily available to us and being like, Oh, we know that's bad for us, but I mean, we're not going to really care about it right now. um, a lot of people are selective with stuff like that um, either medically or just health wise or just when it comes to religious things people can be pretty selective it's it's a lot of the time like what i want to focus on now i'll, I'll be i could be considered a hypocrite based on what i select and what i don't select but um but anyway i, I got off on a little tangent there uh, i wanted to talk about also when i went to get that car remember this is a, so this was a 1993, uh, Acura Integra, um, just kind of a regular model and 93 Acura Integra, pretty much just picture an early nineties Honda little tin can. This one was also one owner, 75,000 miles on it. So, uh, Acura Integra, pretty much a Honda Civic from the early nineties. Um, can you take a guess at what the Price for this was listed as when I went to check it out 17,000. That's actually not far off. It was, uh, they had it at 14.5 for a 93 Integra, and just because I, I was like, okay, I know, uh, used car prices are absolutely absurd right now. I went online just to at least compare it with the Kelly blue book value. And I know Kelly blue books only just looking at model number. They don't really look at context of historical importance now, or, uh, they rarely weigh in, um, car enthusiast values on stuff like that. An excellent condition 93 Integra exact same model, all the same options had a high pro had a high point price estimate on Kelly blue book of $4,000. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And that's honestly what I was kind of thinking the price would be around. Not, not like I, I, that's what I was. I was, I was closer to when I saw it, I was closer to assuming that it was closer to 4,000 than it would be 14, five. Um, And I even got in touch with people and they're like, yeah, the used car market's crazy. But honestly, that's that's not a sports car, really. It's not like a historic model. It's not even the top of the line engine from that point. It's just clean. It's just a clean early 90s Acura Integra. That's not a lot of miles. Seventy five thousand miles. Seventy five thousand. Honestly, so the thing that did that it did have going for it, it looked as if it had it, it. It looked very much like it had almost come off the line not too long ago. It was so pristine, but I even found like similar mileage vehicles um, from next generations with uh, the, sport, the Sportland models, uh, better engines uh, for similar pricing. So I think it was just them taking advantage of the market, being like, hey, nobody knows what a, what a used car is supposed to be priced at right now. So we're just going to put this up at 14 five, which is absolutely absurd in my mind. Um, I'm still thinking about it. I might try talking them down, but, um, we'll see how far that can go. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is insane because it's such a cheap little tin can of a car. Um, and I think they're pricing it that way just because it's, it was completely unmolested so no like aftermarket parts or anything one owner and this is probably a kind of car which would eventually just get torn apart and made into a race car or something um but i wouldn't make that assumption as a dealer i'd be like okay if somebody says this then we can be like ah oh, you know well this is the price and we're pretty firm on that um but if someone's just seeing this as a car they're going to be like why is this 93 hatchback the same price as like a used bmw with a little bit more mileage from like 2007 you know yeah listen bottom line is
0: if you're a car person and that's the car you
1: want you would pay 14.5 for that yeah but i so i am a car person and this is a car that like so let me just I have got a file on my computer of uh, it is a folder of 613 different cars that I would like to own at some point in my life. I'm willing to bet 600 of those are unattainable, but 613 that accurate is not on there because it is not really significant at all. I just saw it and I was like, oh, cool. It looks really clean. And then I saw the press and I was like, oh, this is. It's all well, it, it was priced as if it was like a special edition of something, it just didn't make sense to me, which is what was irritating because, um, I know the used car market is absolutely crazy right now, but that was that was beyond absurd to me. That was uh just price gouging at that point. Um, but yeah, that rustled my jimmies as a car guy. But if you're not a car guy, you're probably not even looking at that. Uh, car person, car anything. Um, I am not a car enthusiast at all. hmm well i'm a car enthusiast and my current vehicle is a prius so it's a little it's it's a bit of a shame one of my arch
0: rivals when i was in high school was a car guy and so by nature i had to be like cars are stupid and i'm not interested
1: (laughs) that's one of the toughest things when somebody in your like somebody with a shared interest ruins an entire kind of culture for someone because they said they set a bad example or just or were just a dick to you when you were younger
0: yeah i mean right and seriously in my case my thought was i if being a car guy is being this much of a douchebag
1: i don't want to do it mm-hmm. yeah it was the cars cars aren't douchebags people are douchebags People are douchebags. People that are mm-hmm. trying to control people are douchebags. Well, since we're talking about people trying to control people, shall we uh address the elephant in the room? I think and I'm uh... not talking about yo, mama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I, sorry. Oh, um I, sorry. I missed I missed the early 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um,
0: my mom actually just lost a lot of weight, so she's feeling pretty good, good. for her. Yeah, good for her.
1: A lot, a lot of weight. Real shout out. Never talk bad about someone exercising or trying to lose weight. Just want to put that out there. People that take videos of other people that have people at the gyms, maybe even doing something wrong. That is, they are just trying to be a healthier person and they could use some help maybe. So seriously, you've never been a gym though. I I used to go to this gym dude where this guy, we used to call him the
0: Spider-Man. He used to like climb on top of the equipment. Uh, and swing off things. And it's like, yeah, everybody sees you. Mm-hmm. No, get on the treadmill and burn some calories, you loser. You're, you're not I'm trying you're to activate the muscle yeah. between my third and fourth peck. You're like, dude, you're my not here to enter, right? This isn't like your TV show at the gym. Cut it out. Just use mm-hmm. the equipment like it's meant to be used.
1: Yeah a lot of people that are trying to get the most minute muscles probably shouldn't be at like a planet fitness or something. No offense, no, <laughs> no gatekeeping, but like you might get that lunk alarm going, but, uh, yeah, let's jump into, uh, now na- let's knock it on, on a tangent anymore. Let's, uh, let's go right into the, uh, The main topic of conversation, which honestly, us having to reschedule our recording was probably a great thing just so we could have some time to do a little bit more research on this event. Um, obviously, we're talking about the Supreme Court, um, overturning uh, Roe v. Wade, um, which uh, opens the door to, um, state by state regulation regarding uh, abortion access, uh, how, uh, abortions are going to be handled or provided, or if even available Um, a lot of States have uh, trigger laws uh, or trigger bans, which are are probably going to go into effect relatively shortly um, that reduce access to abortions, reduce a lot of um, uh, privacy for people that want to get abortions. Um, And uh, it's, it's, for us, obviously, two men in America, um, we, we can't empathize with um, this particular issue as well as uh, it, it, we would like to fully uh, understand the, the conversation, but um, sympathy never been higher. I think this is a, a severe step backward um, for women's reproductive rights, just reproductive rights in general um i think it was a completely unnecessary move given the amount of things that we're dealing with currently as a nation um but what what what's your what's your take on it how how's how's your weekend gone over and, and what you've come across uh since this all went down joe so i literally went and read roe v wade the
0: Original decision And here's a couple things that I don't think people know And some things where I feel like the conservative Justices were a little less than Honest on Generally speaking abortion Has always been socially acceptable Going back to the Greeks And the Romans which This court in 1973 Literally went that far back to try to figure out How do we handle this What, What is the law How's it generally been viewed because Again, with law, you're supposed to follow precedent. Um, they say that it's not steeped in American tradition, but that's incorrect. It always has been. And even when they uh, Connecticut was the first state to put in abortion laws in uh, 1821, it wasn't to arrest women or criminalize it. It was to um, gain information on abortionists. So it wasn't until the 1950s where states started criminalizing abortion, and in 1973, you had Roe v. Wade. So the restrictive abortion laws, criminalizing it, actually enjoyed a much shorter rule of law in this country than has the current law, which, and I think this is important too, They ruled during the first trimester the government could not regulate abortion at all other than require a licensed physician to do it. As you get into the second trimester, and especially now where technology is, you're actually forcing a woman to be at a greater risk. Each trimester, your uh, chance of fatality goes up. It is so much safer at this point that I mean, you can get an abortion on your lunch break. Okay. Most of the time it's a pill. Uh, and and again, f- people don't understand how sex and science and, and all this stuff works. A lot of pregnancies get washed out. They 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 don't end up sticking to the uterine wall and they get flushed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it wasn't until again, they didn't have the technology back in the day, but until the baby was moving inside the mother. Before they considered it a person. I'll go a step further here. Uh, Jews don't believe. That a fetus is a baby. As they say. You're not born until you take your first breath. And you die when you take your last. Mm-hmm. That's what life is. This is. This this idea of a fetus. Or conception or whatever. That's a Christian doctrine. That has. Obviously no source in the bible or the, the the Jewish people would would have the same belief uh since one led to the other um the other thing is because abortion safer than birth the state any state would need a vested interest in why they're trying to decide for you and and you could make the argument, and it had been made, uh, again, there's laws that criminalize suicide. The state has a vested interest to keep you safe from harming yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when women were using coat hangers to abort their own babies or friends or however that was happening, uh, they were putting their lives and the fetus's life at risk. So the state had an interest in regulating that. That is no longer the case. I think any if it, this had been a liberal court, they would have rejected that on the grounds that there was no grounds that the state and and this also comes up greatly in Roe v. Wade the idea that are you trying to regulate sex or are you really concerned about the life of the mother that that comes up over and over again now. Uh, There's all this talk about right to privacy and that there's no right to privacy in the Constitution. There is the right to liberty, though, and that's exactly what the 14th Amendment is. Mm -hmm. A lot of the right to privacy in the case of abortion actually was derived from, again, if you read the decision, the idea that a doctor and a patient have privacy, a privacy clause between them. And that, that only, again, based on your right to liberty in this country. I know some people don't like the due process clause, or this this uh, this idea that it created a right to privacy. I here's the here's what kills me though, Robbie, the right to privacy, whether it's founded in the Fourteenth Amendment's concept of personal liberty uh, and restrictions upon state action, as we feel it is, or in the Ninth Amendment Ninth Amendment's reservation of rights to people, is broad enough to encompass a woman's decision whether to terminate her, her pregnancy. The Ninth Amendment, basically, if there's not if there's not uh, something in the Constitution saying the government can do it, then the people have the right to do it. And since abortion isn't mentioned in the Constitution in a restrictive fashion, then the people have the right to do it. Mm -hmm. And and last thought, 90 percent of abortions happen inside 20 weeks. And there's no such thing as a late term abortion. Um, You can't just electively go in in your 40th week and be like, I don't want this baby anymore. Uh, no, no doctor would do that. There's also no such thing as a partial or post birth abortion. They don't deliver babies and then kill them. That's actually murder. Mm-hmm. That would be a murder. So some of these things that I hear people saying and arguing there, there's there's just no valid grounds. The court also said uh, there's no indication that the Constitution's use of the word person was meant to include fetuses and th- thus rejected Texas's argument that a fetus should be considered a person with a right to constitutional life. Last thought, Robbie, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court is final decision in this country on court cases the idea that this court went back and overturned another court's final decision is not how the Supreme court works.
1: Yeah. I I wanted to talk a little bit about that um, as well. Uh, More on the topic of um, SCOTUS reform um, because, well, one thing that with this particular ruling, one thing that stood out to me was what what got us to this point and a big aspect of that was um, three judges that are now on the Supreme Court were appointed during the Trump era, uh, a single term uh, presidency that a lot of people don't um, share political opinions with. So I'm just the fact that. We've got uh, nine Supreme Court judges, right? Yep. A third of those have been appointed during one presidential term, not even like an eight-year term, a four-year term. And I don't know what the future holds as far as a Trump presidency, a Trump re or whatever. But it just, and this goes for both sides. I wouldn't want either side to be able to have the ability to or just have the the random luck as it would seem that three supreme court justices have to be determined unelected supreme court justices with life sent with life uh uh lifetime positions there um during a four year period that just monumentally shifts the entire course of the Supreme court for a long time, especially if they're going to put in younger judges like, uh, uh, like justice Barrett who, um, and a lot of these also in their confirmation hearings said they weren't going to touch Roe v. Wade. Um, so there's issues with, um, accountability, um, lying in the process, in the hearings, which I don't know if, uh, the the legality of perjury in those circumstances um i i would also like to see supreme court term limitations also it, just to make it balanced in a presidency like a limit to the amount of judges that can be appointed to the supreme court if term limits aren't going to be put in place just because that's i mean a lot of like we we, we hadn't seen it before but like Three in a course of four years is it just seems like a a, a huge flaw. And, and when I was uh, I was listening to Fox News, uh, uh, not willingly, um, but I overheard it. They were saying uh, one of the people um, that they had as a guest was uh, someone who had been an anti-abortion advocate for uh, decades at this point, and he was talking about how at the at the point where he realized that. He had to make it a strategy about the people in the court's position as opposed to like a public perception strategy. So when it turns to an issue, that's almost like strategically um, like weaseling its way into place as opposed to like protesting, getting your opinion heard and then actually having it like the the waves lead to the impact that has had. It, it 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 just seems like a complete downfall of any kind of checks and balances that we have now that there's this like this force of people in the uh supreme court all essentially chosen by how I view them a pretty cultish um party which doesn't represent the majority of the country i, I think that's a, a severe Uh, an an area that need that's in need of severe reform just I mean, this is right. uh, This is, this is a loophole that we, that we now see that's been exploited. Um, And in in any way, the government moves so darn slowly that I don't, I, 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 I'm very um, low on my hope as far as this being addressed anytime soon. Um, Obviously, if anything does happen, like right-wing media is going to be, Um, painting it as like a tyrannical effort to change the way our country runs. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's something that has happened so quickly based on, um, almost like a loophole being exploited that, uh, I, I'm amazed that the outrage is. I mean, the outrage obviously right now is because, is for women's rights and reproductive rights, but it's also a huge area of concern where this isn't the only issue that could be addressed or impacted by something like this based on people just loading the courts during one presidential term with people that don't represent how most of sure. Americans feel.
0: 72% of Americans uh, support keeping Roe v.
1: Wade as as was. oh well, with v. Wade in place it's like it, it's like okay if it's in place um people are able to make their own decisions but now i just keep thinking like oh what about this what about this issue this kind of doesn't fall in line with the the way you're talking about it you know, even when you were saying uh the jewish religion um believes life begins at first breath um i personally would more so argue that um if you want to pinpoint a spot, regardless of religious beliefs, if you want to pinpoint a start, a spot where life begins, I would think it would begin when a baby is no longer dependent on a mother to, to
0: right. Survivability. And, yeah. and
1: yeah, viability and the, uh, NHS, uh, the national health service or, uh, system uh, this is i was looking at uh particularly the uk uh nhs talking about baby at 24 weeks saying that uh by the time you're 24 weeks pre- pregnant the baby has a chance of survival if they are born uh most babies born before this cannot live because their lungs and other vital organs are not developed enough um so if you say that a baby is born at uh, or that life begins at conception then i'm just thinking without the mother it's not a life um like if a mother dies the baby is going to die t- almost always before 24 weeks um severe medical intervention 22 uh seems to be doable now i guess but with high chance of birth defects death as well but also mental issues um coming from that um but you introduce so many issues that didn't exist before That people are going to argue about that there's going to be a lot more legal cases regarding simply because the government gets involved. So in this case, this is an issue that I'm very libertarian on. I'm like, people should be able to make their own decisions about themselves. Um, And when I hear people that have been advocating anti-abortion advocates for decades, like uh, a lot of them were. Uh, religious personalities, um, praying, being like all the, all the babies that we've saved. Um, but no offense to them. They're not your lives to save. If you're determining, or if, if your entire life has been dedicated to put in, pushing your beliefs on other people. And affecting the way they live their own lives, then that that gets on my nerves to to an extreme extent. And I just think by taking a stance on this outside of being like, hey. You have the freedom to do what you want. By taking a stance on this, a government stance. It's going to open a lot of areas where people are going to be arguing religious freedoms. I know the Temple of Satan. Uh, and just so people know the temple of Satan is mainly just people using religion to counter argue a lot of religious, um, uh, religious led religion led political regulation and, uh, uh, government moves, um, to kind of. Show the the hypocrisy and a lot of things. It's not people actually worshiping Satan. It's just right. You know. I, again, you have places where they have uh, you know where
0: Christians always give the uh, the morning prayer or whatever, and then groups sue. I'm and, fine with that. I'm so, fine
1: on like I'm fine with that. But so, honestly, listen,
0: like, like groups would sue, and then so like they would bring like a Muslim group in or or, or Jewish group in every now and again to do it, and then right again once it became this idea that that the Satanists were in town. Uh, suddenly they were like, you know, we'll just not do these services anymore, forget it, because they didn't want to give the Satanist the opportunity again, not knowing, as you said, Robbie, that these people don't really worship Satan, they're just mocking the idea of religion. And again, here's the problem with the religion and with this case in particular this comes down to five justices' personal religious beliefs, trumping the Constitution is what they've done, and 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 trumping. The, and and the, the reason I say the Constitution is because the Supreme Court is the final decision on something. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. That's why they were asked about following precedent and respect for law. That's the whole process. Their personal religious belief outweighed that of 72% of Americans.
1: And there's only completely, it only, completely shut sh- on the First Amendment, the very first sentence of uh, well, it, it specifically says Congress, but uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The, the people make no law about- respecting an establishment of religion. And when you said earlier. Um, related to the fifties, uh, what was the, the, in the 1950s, what you were talking about the, um, that's where they started criminalizing abortion, was criminalizing abortion. I was going to say, in addition to that, the fifties is where a lot of separation from church and state really started to crumble. The fifties was also the time period when, um, under God was added to the pledge of allegiance. Um, And in God, we trust was uh, coined as the country's motto uh, by Eisenhower. Both of those were done by Eisenhower. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because again,
0: ignorantly because they thought that uh, the Russians, the Soviets were um, atheists. So they well really okay so that, that was that was a bad thing yeah
1: the the so just so people have a little understanding of the pledge of allegiance original author uh as far as what most people know there's a little bit of uh debate as far as the official author but from from everything we know Francis uh Bellamy is credited as the author of the pledge of allegiance um I'm willing to bet that they don't say very frequently that even though he was an ordained minister. He didn't have under God in there. And he was also a socialist. So um, I'm not taking sides, but you don't hear a lot about those two things. Um, but Reverend George uh, uh, Doherty, uh, Docherty, I'm going to assume Doherty, um, big advocate during the civil rights movement, but he was also the main figure in getting... Um, under God added into the pledge um, and he was quoted as saying to omit the words under God in the Pledge of Allegiance is to omit the definitive factor in the American way of life Um, uh, he discounted the right of atheists to object arguing that an atheist American is a contradiction in terms because if you deny the Christian ethic you fall short of the American ideal of life and for that to be impactful enough for Eisenhower to add it into the Pledge of Allegiance is a complete slap in the face to all the people that are always preaching. What would the founding fathers, the founding fathers wanted, uh, put in the second amendment, they wanted us to have guns. Okay, the founding fathers also had separation of church and state as a key aspect of the founding principles of this country. And once again, we're selectively picking and choosing what we want to value, especially in the Supreme Court. Now, I I know people are are argued, are, are annoyed by also the ruling related to a New York gun law because they're saying now everyone has the right to concealed carry. That was actually more related to an issue where only like the elite or people that knew politicians or had a lot of money and were celebrities could get certain gun permits. So there's more to that one. But. In this instance, whenever people say it's not a a religious issue, I'm like, what kind of issue is Roe v. Wade if you're outlawing or you're allowing people to outlaw abortion? What is is that going to be based off of?
0: So they're going to make the state's rights argument, which in the case of the New York gun state, uh, the the New York concealed carry law, the Supreme Court ruled that states cannot make their own laws on concealed carry and then the next day when it came to carrying a baby they decided the state should have the right to decide that yeah. i mean hypocrisy at its finest again proving that republicans and conservatives value guns more than they value
1: women it it, no, it i i would take it even further. The consider the far right conservatives value almost material possession or inanimate objects more i mean even corporations more than they do an actual individual human i mean they can say we're argue or we're fighting this because we don't we want a baby to be given the opportunity to live a life do you think they'd be doing the same thing if every avoided abortion turned out to be an AOC you, you know funny you should say that i spit out some stats on friday
0: about about this and generally speaking first of all you got to understand most kids in the foster care system there's 400,000 of them now most are going to age out without ever I've, being
1: adopted i've i i actually have opened the 2020 adoption statistics 20,000 aged out In the fiscal year of 2020, 20,000 people. um, Most of them, most of them
0: don't even have a high school diploma or a GD or a GD. 4% of them have college educations. Most of them are going to end up either on welfare or in prison, statistically Mm -hmm. speaking. So again, there's this insistence that these kids be born
1: beyond that. Nobody gives a crap. well, A lot of uh, very poor states, and I'm not trying to bash on the Republican Party, statistically, a lot of the states that require the most federal aid and have the most issues with education, um, poverty, Republican Southern states. Yes. And... If they can get more people into the world that are not going to be able to live a good life, get informed, then that's more voters in that demographic. A lot of the time, I mean, I I don't agree with a lot of like democratic decisions, but a lot of the time people kind of at least become more central or sometimes to the left when they get a strong education and that's at least just the left and how the right and left are defined nowadays, because back in the day it was a little more realistic. You know, um, if we want to talk about making America great again, if we're going back, like if people say making America great again, like if this is a part of it, then they don't have the proper historical understanding of where America has been, because this is like outlawing abortion stuff. This isn't going back to what things used to be. This is like taking advantage of a current situation and people's lack of understanding of how the United States used to run and why decisions were made back in the day. Um, And on that note, a big issue that I have is just people being like. um, uh, People loved Republicans when they freed the slaves and now they hate Republicans for for doing stuff, and I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, well. You know, Abraham Lincoln wasn't the kind of Republican that you are today. There's been, it's like, there were a a lot more
0: change. They were
1: far to the left, like early Republicans back then. A lot of Republicans were like small government, not a lot of government spending. That was the concept. It wasn't like Christian beliefs getting forced down everybody's throats. It was like a very understood I would argue is very, a lot more so economic as opposed to, um, civil liberties, um, as it is, uh, as, as it's become, but, uh, that th- th- I could ramble on a lot, but I wanted to get into a, a couple of these adoption statistics. So yeah, in 2020, and this is also remind of reminding you while people could get abortions, there were 20,000, over 20,000 youths who aged out of foster care without a permanent family at the end of fiscal year 2020. That's a 24% decrease in private. Uh, dom- there was a 24% decrease in private domestic adoptions from 2019 to 2020. Uh, um, a 93% decline in intercountry adoptions since peaking in 2004, um, There's been an increase of 32 months in the average time children have to wait for adoption um, in the foster care system. So and and, uh, at the end, uh, so uh, the amount of children waiting to be adopted at the end of 2020 uh, was uh, 117,470. And this is all when people can get abortions. So. When when anybody argues like you can put a child up for abortion. I mean, uh, put a child up for adoption. That's not necessarily a good option because you're putting. It's almost just like putting them into, like, like brushing them under the rug so you don't have to see them anymore. But you still get your beliefs satisfied, which just irritates me. Like, I'm someone who thinks that people should mind their own business a lot of the time. Like, I don't want to. I'm not like. me I'm the kind of person who's like hey I've got information that could help you in your decision making but I'm not going to like be like hey make this decision um which is why I think that this is just complete and utter bullshit like everyone always talks about the government being tyrannical and then this happens and those same people are just silent being like yeah this is a win for states rights I'm just like yeah but States rights were never like the whole civil, the whole, um, the whole civil war was supposed to be about states rights apparently, but that was because of a state's right to own somebody. Right. It was
0: specific. I mean, when people say it was about states rights, the the right that they were all discussing was slavery. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted to own human beings and everybody was like, that's a terrible idea. But when these guys get a thought in their head, there's no going back. I mean, a states' rights are fine. The problem is, is what happens in, in intrastate situations, what happens if I'm married in Connecticut and I go to Texas and now I'm not, that's, that's the problem. And that's why things need to be codified. Again, this isn't about anyone's religious beliefs. You don't you don't get to decide this stuff based on how you what your religion tells you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nonsensical at this point that we're still playing along with that game because there's real world consequences here. Again, at the end of the day, the state doesn't have any standing in these cases to get involved in people's personal lives. The Supreme Court ruled a fetus is not a person and therefore has no rights. So you're not saving the life again. Understand many of these pregnancies will, would have never finished anyway. So again, this comes down to the sanctity of life and God put the baby in the belly. No, that's not how science works. I I mean, I'm all for, keeping these things to the first trimester and it gets iffy into the second and absolutely not in the third as you said viability matters and it always has when it came to abortion no one's aborting a baby unless the mother's going to die Mm -hmm. that's the only way you're getting one pretty much after six months now Here's a messed up thing, and this is going to be a big problem in this country, and I hope a lot of these Republicans get to deal with it. When a baby when a baby dies in utero, any ejection of that baby before 37 weeks is considered an abortion in Texas. So generally speaking, Robbie, they send the mom home with the baby dead inside until she can pass it on her own. Now people are like, "That's messed up. They should change, but they can't because the law you just passed says you can't." So maybe she'll die from sepsis because she has to carry a dead fetus home inside of her. This isn't about your God. Jesus did not know what America was. That that idea that 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 Jesus is our savior. Are you serious? He did not know where America was. Didn't know it existed.
1: He was didn't Jewish. Even,
0: didn't even know germ theory, as a matter of fact. Told the apostles they shouldn't wash up and clean their hands before dinner. Mm-hmm. Genius. Ancient myths don't decide today's laws. And and again, dude, 60 years ago, the technology on an abortion, it was more dangerous. Today. It's a very safe procedure. Again, the state should have no interest in this at all. Mm-hmm. By the way, 64,000 people had their rights terminated as a parent last year, either willingly or by force. So again, you have to have the baby, whether you want to pay a child support or educated or do anything to it, nobody gives a shit. That's the great irony here. Have the baby
1: yep have what the a, baby so we, have the baby so we can stop caring else. about it.
0: yes no, we're gonna vote against head Start programs we're gonna vote against welfare programs education I mean Republicans hate education. Have the baby but don't teach it anything.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we have a
0: baby formula shortage. Now's the time you want more babies born. Are you people serious?
1: And in Texas, you got to boil your water, and you can't turn your AC on because the infrastructure for the electricity isn't there. But let's load up more kids. It 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 irritates me to to no end, um, it, because it, it it that and it, there's like we're saying there's a bunch of other issues that we need to address. And this one is just not, just not something that we've, we, it, it it wasn't broke. We didn't need to fix it. People that had a problem with it were the people that were having a problem with other people's lives. I said this on, I, put, I wrote this on social media, but it's it's the result of people not understanding emotional intelligence and not learning to mind their own business. And that's one of the most irritating things for me is that people not minding their own, like leads to this situation, which compli- complicates things immensely to, um, to um, state courts, state situations. Any ounce of context that's ever considered is going to blow this thing up. Uh, not like at maybe not at the supreme supreme court level but it's going to blow up as far as people being like wait is this a situation where this takes place or am i exempt in this situation like there's so many things that they need to dive into that they don't didn't need to they essentially introduced a problem that they now need to search for a solution for and they can't even find solutions for the problems that they're already dealing with. And on a, on a topic, on this topic, I know it, it it's probably a little bit different and we, uh, we're, we this, uh, well, we can talk a little bit more about this on our next uh, podcast, but I was thinking about the decision to take somebody off life support. And I know a pregnancy is a lot different than somebody being on life support, but If somebody can make the decision for their own family member to be taken off life support in a certain circumstance, why can't they do it when they, when say a mother is the life support system for a child? Like, why can't, why can they make a a, a decision later in life, but not when they're legitimately attached to the person that they have to make that decision for? I can promise you. Probably a lot of different answer, rights issues and stuff, but the
0: answer will be very religious in nature. Yeah. That that's it, uh, that's what you would generally get on that. And again, that should have zero bearing on legal court cases in America.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, well, we've got plenty more to talk about on this, and um, I'd love to continue the conversation um, next week. Um, but you got anything else, anything else to say before, before we, before we wrap up here?
0: Uh, no, I just, you know, for me, it's about being consistent and about your logic applying to all fields. And that's something that conservatives mightily struggle with at this point, And it's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, re- it's embarrassing and, uh, unfortunately, extremely, re- extremely revealing as far as our current circumstance, as far as, uh, um, systems that need to be updated, uh, revisited now that we're in a modern era where things are different and things, um, are, um, far more advanced than they were at the time of certain things being decided on. So, uh, Joe, I, it. We'll we'll definitely talk more about this, do a lot more research on every topic that we've talked about. Um, we'll be posting a lot more stuff on our social media uh, just so we can get that um, going. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. If you want to watch our, uh, our videos of our podcasts or just listening to them on YouTube, um, all of our usernames are at uh, following flames across the board or just following flames. Um, and we'd love to have you follow us there and be a part of the conversation a little bit more. Uh, but until that happens, it's been a pleasure, Joe. Uh, thanks. Thanks for being here again. Uh, love getting heated over these conversation topics. We got a lot of them now, you know, some of the things we talk about during the week, we just can never get to because, um, the news cycle is, uh, stronger than ever right now. So. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the conversation going and, uh, be back next week. And once again, thanks everybody for joining us today. And, uh, that's it. I'm Robbie McCluskey, Joe Aguire with me, and we'll see you again next week, everybody. Thank you very much.